Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Live from Los Angeles, the Win Without Competing Show with Dr. Arlene Barrow, host and creator of the Right Fit Method, the key to professional and personal success. Now, let's join Dr. Arlene. Welcome to Episode 109 of the Win Without Competing Show. Election madness erodes the Clinton and Trump brands. On November 8th, we, the American voters, will deliver the knockout punch. One candidate will remain standing, our new president. Who will we pick? Will it be the candidate who is wearing the veil of innocence? Let's investigate. It is astounding that we will hire a new president who would be unacceptable as a corporate CEO, unless Wall Street hired Clinton. Even though Clinton and Trump are significantly flawed for different reasons, we must select one to manage our country in crisis. If you do not vote for either Clinton or Trump, you will have no voice in the decision. The stakes are high. Do we want the establishment to represent us, or are we ready for a serious makeover to change the trajectory of our country? The media. Who would believe that the Washington Post or the New York Times would show an article that they wrote about Clinton prior to, her pu- prior to publication for her approval. The standards in this country continue to decline. The expectation of high standards for many is non-existent. We have become accustomed to hearing people say, that's how things are today. If we continue to accept low standards... Our ability to thrive at a high level of excellence will continue to decline. The media is an active participant in aiding, abetting, and fostering low standards. Media bias is real, not a figment of Trump's imagination. In order for me to find out the facts about Clinton and Trump, I must watch a minimum of four cable networks, and search the online media daily. The liberal television media overtly support Clinton, even when they try to be objective. How do I know this? I observe the amount of time they spend reporting Clinton's and Trump's negatives and analyze their comments. The conservative television media use a different strategy. Many who are strong Trump supporters articulate their bias. Others see their role as presenting a fair and balanced view of both candidates. In order to differentiate fact from fiction, if you seriously want to do this, you will need to study the matter yourself. That's why I am presenting what I learned from studying the matter to not only help you 
decide who is the right fit candidate, but also to help you learn more about the complexity of the job-seeking process. Hillary Clinton, the establishment candidate. Erroneous assumptions, let's eliminate them. The number of years that a person spends working in the same profession indicates achievement. That's an erroneous assumption. Years working in the same profession focuses the listener or reader on age, not accomplishment. When I work with candidates who are searching for a new position, we delete that distraction from their resume as well as their verbal broadcast in order to prevent it from becoming an employer objection. The validity of the WikiLeaks emails totaling 50,000 from John Podesta's email, the CEO of Clinton campaign, is questionable. No, I'm afraid it's going to end up being an erroneous assumption. Clinton's campaign manager avoided answering questions about the Podesta emails. Amazing, isn't it? He stated that we don't know whether they are valid. That's sheer nonsense. We have no evidence to believe that they have been tampered with. The WikiLeaks group just plucked the emails, all 50,000 of them, which they have been gradually releasing. Clinton nor her campaign will respond to allegations about these emails. Clinton, at the final debate, pivoted away from the question then directly asked when directly asked about it. Clinton should not have been indicted. That is an erroneous assumption. Here's why. The Office of the President, the State Department, the Attorney General's Office, and the FBI blocked the indictment. More than 100 FBI agents were involved in investigating Clinton's emails. They had to sign a non-disclosure agreement, which is basically a gag order, not allowing them to talk about the investigation. The FBI director gave immunity to all key people that worked with Clinton in order to obtain information about the emails and to obtain their computers. By giving them immunity, which included Cheryl Mills and Uma Abedin, who still work for Clinton, they basically closed the investigation. When the head of the FBI met with Clinton, her testimony was not recorded. Moreover, Clinton answered his questions by saying, I don't recall, more than 35 times. If she had nothing to fear, why did she refuse to answer? In essence, Comey gave her immunity. You decide whether Clinton is guilty. From having discussed the email debacle with many voters, I learned that honesty for some is very important and for others not so much. How important is honesty for you? How important is honesty to your employer? Revelations from the Podesta emails. Obama and Clinton emailed each other. When the media asked Obama if he knew that Clinton had a private server, he said no. That is incorrect. He emailed under the name POTUS, President of the United States. 
Podesta said that Clinton had no intuition and liked naps, indicating she napped frequently. Is that a result of her thyroid problem? Roland Martin, a talk show host, gave Donna Brazil, the acting chair of the DNC, the question he would be asking at a town hall the Clinton was supposed to have with Sanders. Brazil gave the question to Clinton in advance without admitting that she had done that when asked by the media subsequently. The Podesta email verifies Brazil's action. Clinton states that she has two different viewpoints, private and public. In private, she believes in open borders, global government, free trade, and socialized medicine along the lines of the Canadian system. At the presidential debates, she said the exact opposite. Politicians have a history of saying what people want them to, what they believe people want to hear. Project Veritas, undercover videos recently surfaced, which capture conversations in which basically we see that relationships were established with the DNC in order to hire thugs to disrupt Trump rallies, notably Chicago, in which lots of people were injured. They also talked about perpetrating a voter fraud screen. Moreover, the person who was very active in this, a criminal, visited the White House 347 times. What did Obama know? More videos are appearing daily, including one which shows Donald Trump, okay? Or I should say Donald Duck, okay? asking for Trump to release his taxes. Again, the intent was in sight to riot. Going further, ponder these questions. Who initiated the sexual abuse campaign against Trump? Interestingly enough, the Podesta email reveals that Miss Universe video, the actual presentation of that in which she talks about Trump negatively, uh, was discussed for many months. Ask yourself this, who was responsible for the firebomb igniting the Republican headquarters in North Carolina? At the beginning of the show, I asked, who is wearing the veil of innocence? Answer, Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump, the candidate for change. The Clinton campaign, working hard to delete Trump, has unwittingly created a formidable candidate. The more they push to destroy him, the harder he works. Americans like the underdog. Will this help Trump? What do you think? If Clinton loses, will the campaign autopsy report that the Podesta emails, Project Veritas, and the FBI email investigation pushed our toleration for dishonesty to the limit. If Trump loses, will the autopsy report show our low toleration level for a presidential candidate who has a voice without borders, coupled with Republicans who refused or grudgingly uh, to support the nominee as well as 
the voters' fear of the unknown. Who knows what could cause the loss of the election, but those are some thoughts. Breaking news, will the increase in Obamacare premiums exceeding more than 100% give the edge to Trump? I have been analyzing the 2016 election since its inception. My goal has been to show the listener the complexity of capturing a job, the significance of branding, and the necessity of overcoming objections and distractions. Even after we pick the winner, the radio shows, as well as my Win Without Competing blog and my online column, The Beverly Hills Courier, in which I talk about Clinton and Trump cause stress, as well as other topics, are valuable for job seekers who want to achieve unparalleled success. To learn more, go to winwithoutcompeting.com. Thank you for joining me today on the Win Without Competing show. Remember, vote for the right candidate for president. To contact me directly, call 310-443-4277 or email drbarro at winwithoutcompeting.com. Goodbye for now. This is Dr. Arlene.